You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hey, we're live, pal. Welcome to a special Tuesday episode of the A-Side Live Chat. Now, I know a lot of you are wondering why we are doing this on Tuesday and not our usual Wednesday. It's because I'm still in Las Vegas for Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series tonight, the season premiere. Uh, so I'm driving back to Phoenix tomorrow. So we decided to bump it up a day uh, because we didn't want to skip a week. We didn't want to uh, skip the honored guest this week. We play, we've been playing this for a while. I was hoping to have him on last week uh, after UFC Fight Island, but we decided after a month in Abu Dhabi, he needed a break. It's also a seven-year work anniversary, so it all worked out in the end. So welcome to the A-Side Live Chat, the Brazilian beast himself, Guilherme Cruz. Guilherme, it's been a long time, but welcome. Yes, finally, finally. What, a, what a special day for me. <laughs> It's a special day for me, not because my my seven year anniversary is for me, but because I'm, I'm finally on the A side. That is the correct answer, and that is the attitude I want to hear. Uh, we've been at, we've been asked a lot when Guillermo is going to be on the show, especially after the uh, his time in Fight Island, all the excellent videos he did. You can go watch the stuff with David Figueredo. Uh, he had a really rough life, uh, zipping around a racetrack in like Ferraris with a UFC octagon girl, just the worst life yeah. imaginable. Uh, but I'm sure we'll talk about all of his experiences in Fight Island. I know it's been a week since, but last week he got his much-deserved break. We'll get into that more later. Of course, I am in Las Vegas still quarantining in my hotel before the fights tonight. But Casey, how's life with you in Englewood? Oh, just up to just up to good. Up to lots of good. Englewood up to good. People are but, still la- people are still um, launching loud-ass fireworks at 11 at night. But you know, Englewood. <laughs> Do people do that You're in in in, in um, Brazil? Guillermo just blow off like giant dynamite-sized fireworks at random parts of the night. Yeah. Okay. When there are soccer <laughs> games going on, they always do that. <laughs> the only fireworks we get are the Diamondbacks, the professional baseball team, which is about two blocks from me, shoot fireworks every Sunday night when they have a game. So that is a pleasant surprise uh, when I'm trying to sleep before. Monday, and then I get woken up by loud fireworks. But regardless, you guys know the drill. This is not our podcast. This is your all's podcast. You can ask any questions on Twitter, the site. Casey's man in the YouTube comments. I'm sure he'll have a few pop up. You can ask this. I'm sure most of you can ask about MMA. You can ask about anything you want. If you have any specific Brazilian questions, you've always wanted to know. Uh, and I have a question for Guy at the end of the at the end of the podcast at the end of the stream. Uh, Casey and I. AK and Mike Heck all talked about this, but he was not, he was on vacation, I believe. So we'll ask him at the end because I want to get a Brazilian's perspective. But without further ado, Casey, what's our first question? Uh, Let's go straight to the YouTube comments. From Ollie in the YouTube comments, where does Edmund Shabazzian go from here? He He wasn't outclassed in the first round, arguably won it, just gassed hard. Do you think he should swap camps and which camp should he go? He go, I think Trevor Whitman. So I'll set the scene. <laughs> Edmund Shabazzian came up short against Derek Brunson this past week, and I was at it. You can go watch all of our post-fight coverage uh, on this YouTube channel after this podcast, of course, or if you're listening, after you listen to it, go find the videos. Uh, he came up short, lost second round TKO to Derek Brunson. Uh, it was his first ever loss. Did you say, Don't did, quite did, understand. Did you say second round TKO? Was it second round? <laughs> No, it, 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 it probably should have been a second round TKO. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I understand. <laughs> it should have been a second round TKO. In my mind, it was a second round yeah. TKO. Uh, weird, weird. I thought I agreed with the stoppage when Herb Dean did stop it, but I think it could have been stopped a little sooner at the end of the round when he got he he was he was out. Derek Brunson dribbled his head off the canvas right when the bell rang. Uh, but that's an, that's another yeah. conversation <laughs> altogether. But Edmund Shabazzian first loss. He's only 22 guys, and this commenter is already saying switch camps, saying what's next. So, Guillermo, I'll start with you. Uh, what are your thoughts on Edmund Shabazzian's loss, and where does he go from here? Yeah, he lost. He lost a good fighter. That's not the end of the world. He's young. He's he's just starting his career. He's a good fighter. He's a promising one, but just chill down, relax a little bit because he's he's just starting his career. No way. To, no, there's 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 no reason to to start trying to fight who's who's guilty. Where where he should go, uh, if if he wants to, to to switch camps, okay, fine. But that it's, it's not our role to, to because he got this guy lost once to just say he should move to to another team. It's the boxing mentality, I think, where people put so much stake into wins and losses. It's not quite the same in MMA, especially when you're 22 years old and you lose to someone 
like Derek Brunson, who has only lost the best of the best and has fought pretty much everyone in middleweight. But Casey, you've spent a lot of time with Edmund when you did that. Uh, what was it? Uh, what, what did you call it? The, uh, uh, the portrait? Yeah, portrait series. Yeah, just the portrait just, series. Yeah. So he talked about his uh, goals of being the youngest champion in UFC history at the countdown clock. It seems like every single interview he talks about it. Uh, that's probably not going to happen now. Uh, well, it still could happen, of course, if he riles off a few wins or gets a short notice fight. But where does Edmund go from here after his loss to Derek Brunson? Oh, he just, um, well, it spends the next couple of weeks healing up, you know, you know, just, you know, licking his wounds and everything. He just gets back in there. Um, the idea of him changing camps is, I think, kind of ridiculous right now. I mean, right. seriously, um, what, eight fighters lost in that fight, on that card. But yet we don't get, you know, eight questions. Hey, should this fighter change? Everyone that loses needs to change a camp. No, that's just, that's ridiculous. Um, now his next fight, though, I'm assuming he's going to take a big jump back in competition where he'll probably be the, the much higher ranked fighter. Let's see, how we come, let's see how he comes back from that. I think that's going to be the, the big question, how he comes back from that. Um, so uh, right now, there's just, no, I mean, no, he's 22 and he was fighting and, well, it wasn't supposed to be a main event, but it was a main event. Um, it, was, it was it was a main event of a, of a fight night card, and, and he got a, a top ten opponent, and he lost. And that's like I think we said it right. Like that's okay. We lose. You know, LeBron James airballs every once in a while. It's okay. You know, just, bite your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, no, that's I, I just people. I think it's really more people are just more kind of attacking um, the coaching of it just because yeah. of his the previous history of it. But that's. That's what I was going to ask, Guillermo. Would we be having this conversation about switching camps if it was Ed, anyone other than Ed, Edmund uh, Tarverdian in Edmund Shabazzian's corner? Yeah, hundred percent. If he if 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 he was training at ATT, aka Kings MMA, any other team, no one would would, would be asking him if he should train uh, switch gyms. That's the only reason why. Okay, he's a uh, a hot prospect. There was a lot of a lot of hype around him, but it's the fact that who is his coach. And yeah. he, MMA fans don't like him uh, since the Ronda Rousey days, so they are gonna, of course, they're gonna attack that. Let's also not forget that all the footage that even Casey had, like when he put it in that portrait shot, he was like getting tossed around by Ronda when he was like 14, 13. So this is a coach he's had pretty much his entire life. He's not gonna leave his coach after one loss after spending almost his entire adult life with this thing. He's not even a full, like he's just becoming an adult now and we're seeing him, the growing pains uh, in the octagon right now. But, but, even, uh, but really, sorry, even this question, I mean, he had a great first round. I mean, he did. He had a great first round. And he arguably won that first round. I'm not, uh, mm -hmm. if he scored it for him, yeah, that's, that's perfectly justifiable. So, I mean, he didn't come, and the idea that he gassed or, you know, something like that, I really don't think he gassed. I think it's the fact that he went up against the best opponent he's ever gone in there against, and he's faced the most adversity he's ever gone yeah. up against. And you know what? That makes you tired. Like, I can run a it, mile pretty fast, but punch me in the face five times really hard and then make me run a mile. You go, dude, where's your cardio, Casey? He's like, well, I got my face bashed in. So I can't really breathe through my nose right now, yeah. guy, and I have a concussion. Well, even Derek Brunson himself said it. Like in the NBA and the NFL, his, word, his words were, if you're good enough, you play. And he said that Edmund Shabazzian earns this fight, and he deserved it. Now he's here. And like you said, it's all about uh, where they go from here. But really quick. Uh, if you're Edmund's coach, who do you want him to fight next, Guillerme? That's a good question. I don't have any. any I, I don't. I don't think he should get any, any, anyone near the top ten or top sure. fifteen. Just, just build him back. You know, give him a, uh, a winnable fight. Casey, someone outside the top, what tw the unofficial twenty-five. Uh, mm. One of those names I, um, I'll probably I like, have a hard time thinking of, but if you go, if you mentioned them, I'm like, oh yeah, him. Um, like who who did um, who did Marvin I think Vittori? He should, I think he I think you should fight Marvin Vittori or Ian Heinish. Actually, I think I that's, think, one of those I think that's two. I, I would actually I would I would like him to go even farther back in the line. Honestly, no. I don't know, man, because he's 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 sparked Brad Tavares, so I think he's past the part past the point of fighting outside the top twenty five. I think he's a, easily a top fifteen middleweight. I and agree. Vittor I think Victoria and Heinish are very winnable fights, and they're in the top 15. And I think a win over one of those. Uh, Ian Heinish coming off a knockout win. Marvin Torrey's coming off his his finish his finish win. Uh, Vittori's been itching for a fight. I like those two fights, but let's let our commenters decide. Yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 would, I would send them even farther back. Like whoever, like Brandon who, Allen. 
Yeah, around around that area. Yeah, sure. Around that area. What about the loser of Weidman and Omari? Weidman, if he loses, it would be like one in six in his last seven fights. Wow. No, if Weidman loses, definitely not Weidman. That's just cruel. Yeah. <laughs> if Weidman loses, um, uh, how do you say his opponent's name? I know Omari. How do you say his last name? Omari Akmanov, I think is Akmanov. 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 Yeah. Maybe if uh, maybe if Akmanov loses, but uh, I mean, I don't have to pull up the UFC roster right now, but I'm sure I can name. Once I see the list, probably 10 middleweights that we haven't seen in a while that could get in there with Edmund. What's the difference between Darren Till, who's now one and one in middleweight, and Edmund Shabazzian? How come we can't, how come we're trying to send Edmund back to the outside the top 25, but now we're talking about Darren Till possibly fighting like Jack Hermanson next? Because Darren Till. And I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, I understand. That's a good question. But because all losses aren't created equal. Robert Whitaker didn't, didn't. Didn't send um, Darren Till to the hospital. Darren Till, that fight was up for grabs to the last minute of that you, fight. And arguably, Darren Till, a lot of people thought Darren Till even won that fight. And I don't agree with it, but I understand what they're. I understand the point of view. But um, I, so I think it, their their losses are aren't equal losses. But do you think that style wise, because Till's not going to go out there and just run at you like like Derek Brunson is a bulldozer. Yeah, he is. And if he, it's Edmund Shabazzian fights Darren Till for five rounds, I don't know who if any either one gets finished. I think that fight could be very similar to the way to fight where it's a lot of fainting and like psyching each other out. I think you fight Derek Brunson, you got to be ready for a, like a bull running at you. Oh, um, I agree. And um, I just, I think, I think till Shabazzian, we're going to, we have plenty of time for that one, I think. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to book that fight. I'm just trying to see what the <laughs> difference is. Uh, uh, this one's uh, Mike Heck MMA <laughs> from the site uh, says Edmund versus Eric Anders. I like that fight. Or, uh, Christoph Jacques, I think would be a fun fight too. There's a lot of there's a there's a million good fights. I wish David Branch didn't get cut. I thought that would have been a fun fight. Uh, but yeah, I like the Eric Anders fight. If Eric Anders wants to fight a middleweight, or if he wants to go up to light heavyweight. Yeah, the Eric Anders um, area of the rankings. I think that's a good one. All right. Um, oh, here we go. I like this one. From Lucas Baca, can Brunson, now with the new camp, make a realistic run at the title? So, Guillerme, we've been talking a lot about Edmund losing, but there was a winner after all. Derek Brunson got the W. So, can he make a realistic run at the title with this new camp? Yeah, 100%. He, there was a, a, a great performance. He, he he had a few great performances over the the, the the past few years. Uh, the, the past few years, actually. and uh, So, yeah. He's, he's, he's looking solid. Of course, he needs uh, uh, a couple more big wins. But, uh, yeah, I think he's, he's, he's ready to make that jump, you know, to, to get a, a, a top 10 and a, then a top 5 to, to, to finally get. And middleweight division is a bit, a, a bit weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, you get, if you get, like, two great wins, you, you're, you're up there. But uh, there are not a, a lot of names right now, but... Yeah, if he gets the, the 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 right matchups, he can definitely get it. I, I I'm not sure if 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 I see him uh, beating a top five right now, but yeah, he can definitely get there. I think the Derek Brunson we saw on Saturday that was not running out there with his chin wide up in the air is a dangerous dangerous fighter. He hits hard and he has great wrestling. Like he has phenomenal wrestling that he rarely uses. And when he got on Edmund, on top of Edmund Shabazzian, that was a wrap. He was using his head as a basketball. Um, I think he could beat guys like Till. I think he could I think he could have beaten Robert Whitaker if his chin wasn't just out in the air acting a fool down in Australia. Uh, so I don't know who he should fight next, but Casey, do you think he can make a run at the title? Uh, yeah. I, I, I kind of mentioned this on our post show. Um, I, um I hope Derek doesn't hear this, but like I don't, I, I never, I can't, I can't see Derek actually winning a title. I actually yeah. see him losing probably uh, badly to Izzy again. If Izzy, Izzy still has the title, but but remember, like in his fights against Romero, if you if you go back and rewatch that fight against Romero, it's like he, three minutes away from winning. Yeah, he was doing great. Then he got hit in the balls with a nut shot, and then and then everything kind of changed, and then obviously it went downhill real fast. And he, then Robert that. that- that blast double leg takedown he got on Romero was yeah. a thing of beauty. It was, it was when great. Romero was like, "Oh, I'm going down." He didn't know what was going on. You know, Derek Brunson, he has that kind of um, uh, case of Corey Anderson in the sense that you knew Corey Anderson was good, but the problem when Corey Anderson loses, he loses big, and you just remember yeah. those losses. And that's the problem with Derek Brunson. Um, 
his losses were high profile losses and he lost big. And unfortunately the his other high profile fight that he got, he got he got a bad decision with Anderson Silva. So yeah. Um, and then he got sparked by Jacare, and I think it was North Carolina. Yeah. I think it was that it was the main event. And he just when he walked to the octagon, I knew like he doesn't I don't even think he wants to be there. That's when he just walked across the octagon and got punched in the head real hard. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when, so when when Derek Brunson loses, he loses bad and he, and he looks bad too it's not like it's a firefight like oh someone had to lose i guess that'd be that guy but like like dang yeah like he, he, yeah it just he loses bad so um hopefully this gets him people start um rethinking who Derek brunson is and um because he's a he's an excellent fighter and um i want to see him i want to see him in t- um a level fights you know but um now, here, go ahead what oh, you're sorry saying? go go on ask him well, Guillermo was saying that middleweight's a little weird, and I agree, but it yeah. also happens to be one of the few divisions that's moving. Like we have a title fight. We got Whitaker Cannonier, which I think is an excellent number one contenders matchup. Darren Till's uh, blue his knee out, so he's gonna be out for a while. But the this division is actually moving along, which seems odd in the year two thousand twenty. So Guillermo, if uh, you could book him, who who's he fighting and why is it Jack Hermanson? Yeah, uh, that's that's <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the only fight I, I I see for him right now. If Darren Shield can't fight anytime soon, I think that's that's a fight to make. Hundred percent, Casey. Are you in agreement? Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. JT MMA says the Golden Boy versus your boy, which is Edmund Shabazzian yeah. versus Eric <laughs> Anders. Um, you know, Former I, NCAA national football champion Eric Anders. I can't find the comment, but uh, but but basically, someone asked did uh. Did uh, Derek Brunson get robbed of a knockout of the night bonus? And he absolutely did. So <laughs> I think if it ended in that second round, he would have got it. Uh, I guess, man. Yeah, I just, I just think the UFC. Who yeah. even won? Who are the bonus winners? Uh, Jennifer Maya, very uh, deserving. Maya, just deservingly. Fight of the night went yep. to Lando Green, and then the other performance award went to who did it go to? I don't even remember. Oh, oh, exactly. The point being, it shouldn't have gone to Brunson. He was, uh, he was such a Luke. Oh, Luke. Oh man, I think Luke was way more violent though. But, but it's that not about, it's not about just violence. Right, right, right. But like, I get it, I get it. But the it, way that Luke had him in the in the clinch and then lifted his off the canvas so it's legal, and then the sound of his knee on a skull was the most memorable moment of that entire fight card for me. Just the sound of it. So, I think Brunson. I think. Like the week before, didn't they in in Fight Island? Didn't they give like six bonuses on one card? Yeah. Basically, like the last one. If, you, if you made weight and got a finish, you got a bonus. I think Luke <laughs> and Brunson deserve it. I think that's one and one B. I don't want to take Luke's away to give to Brunson. No, I, I, I give don't want to. I give it to take... Brunson seriously because Brunson was a heavy, heavy underdog. Not, sure, uh, betting wise and just um straight up just um pick him fights uh, as far as these people pick not not going against the bets. Um, so sure. I definitely think Brunson got screwed over, but um. He made someone angry backstage. Vicente Luca got the bonus for acting as a translator in the back, probably. Ah, good for him, then. He deserves Gilbert it, Burns was Jennifer Maya's translator, uh, the post-fight interviews. <laughs> uh, from Kiwi MMA, Kiwi underscore MMA NZ, Mark is his name on Twitter. Can we have Luke versus RDA main event somewhere? If not, who do we give Luke? Neil on Neil, hashtag the A-side. So, Guillerme... Uh, I'm sure you watched, but Vicente Luque picks up another very violent win. So that's two in a row. He beat Nico Price, and now he beat Randy Brown. His only recent loss has been to Steven Thompson. Before that, I think he lost to was it Michael Graves on like the Ultimate Fighter finale when it was like Black Zillions ATT. So that was a long time ago. Completely different fighter. So if you are booking the your fellow Brazilian, do you want to see a Brazilian versus a Brazilian, or do you want to give Vicente Luque someone else? Uh, I still want to see RDA against uh, Santiago Pozinibio. I think that's a that's a lot of heat there. I think they 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 they, they should fight each other. So I don't think I. So if if Pozinibio can't take the fight, he 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 tells me he want to fight as soon as possible. So that that that, that would be a, an option. But if not, okay, that's that's a great one. I don't mind seeing Brazilians against Brazilians. A lot of people in Brazil don't 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 like him watching that. Uh, just like the Rodolfo Vieira Marcos Perez fight that just got booked, people who hate that. Uh, but I don't mind. It's New York City. They they they're gonna fight eventually. So they just just let them fight. That's that's uh, and that's a, a fantastic matchup. 
That is an awesome matchup. But uh, I'm going to get back to that in a second. But Casey, who do you want to see uh, Vicente Luque fight next? Uh, where's Luke? Is is he top fifteen? He's top. Is he top ten? Yes, he's top ten. He's top ten. I. You, know, you called out Nate Diaz, who sits right below him. Uh, he's not going to get Nate Diaz. Randy Brown was unranked. Vicente Luque was previously booked against him before it was scrapped. So he said, I don't care about rankings. We signed a contract before. I'm just going to get ready to run it back. So all respect to him. I like this 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 matchup, Neil on Neil. And I really want to. I think Jeff Neal wins that. And I really want to see Jeff Neal versus Pun, uh, Vicente Luque really badly. Yeah, as far as Luque, um, since... Uh, the way, the way I see it, as far as matchmaking, if Luke did the UFC a favor and fought someone behind him, which was Randy Brown, I think he returned the favor, and now he gets to fight someone ahead of him. So uh, yeah. whoever's ahead of him, Luke's earned that. And honestly, Luke's the type of fighter. You can put you can put anyone in there. I don't care. I just want to see a Vicente Luke fight. So uh, I think he's happy about Sorry. Yeah, this is a good one, too. I think Casey yeah. just had surgery, so yeah, I think he's out yeah. a little bit. No. Uh, Jeff, uh, Vicente Luque in the post-fight interview said mm-hmm. that he just wants to fight he, like rankings regardless. He wants to fight guys that will bring the fight. He wants violence. Like He wants violence. Like Obviously, he wants to fight for the title, but he wants these violent fights. I think, the, if, I think Jeff Neal beats Neil Magny. I think Jeff Neal is a bad, bad dude. I think that guy has dynamite in his hands, and I think Neil Luque is an unbelievable fight night main event and that has that someone's going to bed in that fight someone's getting a bonus in that fight you know i like that nil and nil violence um because i want to i know we all know jeff nil is a, a very dangerous fighter but right to beat magni usually you're going to go have, you're going to have to go into deep waters and that's where i want to see jeff nil because i think that's where we really see how how good how great a fighter can be like we've seen edmund shabazian look awesome but when he went to deep waters, obviously there was some issues came up. Like that's like, why, uh, like Ponzinibbio's win over Magnum. Yeah, that was a that was a huge win because he he cleaned he cleaned his clock in the first round and then still fought like what a handful of rounds. So I love I love that fight. Yeah, you're not wrong. So um, yeah. Anything, but I have a question yeah. unrelated to this that Guillermo said he that Brazilians don't like Brazilians fighting Brazilians. What if it's in Brazil? Is that weird? Like if a Brazilian fights a Brazilian in Brazil? Yeah, they don't like us. They, they they feel like it's it's almost like the UFC is trying to to slow someone down, you know, right? To 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 bring someone down and and you know the for someone to win. So they they that's 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 why the UFC rarely comes to 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 Brazilian books Brazilians against Brazilians because Dana White once heard that Brazilians like to see Brazilians wins, so they always book Brazilians against people from the US and Europe. So. That's why you rarely see uh, Brazilian against Brazil. So was so did did Aldo fight Moicano in Brazil? Yeah, Fortaleza, and yeah, and, that, and, and and also had uh, Marlon Moraes and Haperson some in the main event. Oh yeah, so was yeah, yeah. I mean, but Jose Aldo is, is a former champion. He's a, a a star here in Brazil. So and Moicano Mo, Mo, is is not a, a a big name yet here. So. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It, it was weird when they they booked Jacare against Vitor Belfort. That was that, that was, was gonna be my that was weird. Yeah, because their Jacare was was getting to the top of the UFC and Vitor Belfort is such a legend. So that one was was a bit weird for the fans. And it was weird to see fans uh, rooting for Jacare against Vitor Belfort. That was weird. <laughs> I didn't. So expect. like, what about Jose Aldo and Marlon back in December? That was in the states, right? That was, in yeah, the that, was in the, that was still yeah. in the states. Yeah. It still yeah. seemed like I asked Jose. I'm like, is it? He's like, I don't care. I'll fight whoever. Like yeah, he's gonna he say care. that. But uh, I know Anderson said he didn't like fight Brazilians, right? Yeah, Anderson's yeah. a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm Yo, gonna give go, Jeremy. Can I ask you a quick question, Jeremy? Um, does it matter where the Brazil where the Brazilian fighter trains? Say like um, Marlon, who does all this training in the U.S. now, or even Anderson, or Say Amanda Nunes, she does all her training in the U.S. Does it does it change anything as far as like you know, like you say Aldo who does all his training in Brazil, he stayed home. Um, I don't know. You even know, even Connor said that he's like he never learned English, and I respect that. That was a very <laughs> weird thing to say, but like he's like I respect that he didn't learn the enemy's language. Uh, okay. Yeah, it 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 matters if the fight is in Brazil. Like if Josie Aldo is fighting someone in Rio. He's gonna have the crowd in, in his favor because he lives in Rio. He's all over the place here. So, uh, but 
I don't know. It, it depends on how the, the, the fighter acts on social media and all that about Brazil. Uh, let's say Amanda Nunes. I, she still isn't a big deal in Brazil. She's, she's a double champion, but she, she doesn't seem, seem, seem to care that much to, to build that relationship with Brazil. She lives in the U.S. for a long time now. All power to her. She has done a tremendous uh, job for her, in her on, on her career and everything, but she doesn't seem to care about uh, becoming a big deal in Brazil. And I respect that. If she doesn't mind, okay, sure. Uh, but that she went, but 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 when she comes to Brazil, she she's not getting the Jose Aldo treatment from the fans when she fights in Rio, you know. So when you're watching her social media and you see her supporting the U.S. national soccer team, is that is that yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not not for me, but for the fans, yeah, hundred sure. percent, yeah. When 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 she went, I think she went to to a media day with a U.S. Yep. jersey. Yeah. Oh, it's different. Okay. All right. yeah. So I'm gonna. I was gonna save this for the end, but I, now that we're talking about Brazilian fighters, Casey, we've talked about this on a on a. I think it was after, I can't remember. Oh, it was after the Little Knock uh, Shogun fight. So I'll ask Guillerme. In America, we say who is the Mount Rushmore of so and so, which means we have to pick the four best of something that represent your thing. Who is your Mount Rushmore of Brazilian MMA fighters? So they could. You could base that off skill, greatness, yeah. legacy, or whatever. Yeah. I think the top That's two are locks. One. I yeah. think Hoist Gracie and Anderson Silva are locks. And then after yeah. that, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I would say uh, Big Nog and Vanderlei Silva. Vanderlei? See, yeah. that's the one that when I bring up Vanderlei or Shogun, people have to sit there and think. Because people want to add Jose Aldo. Uh, they want to add Big yeah. Nog. It's like so tough, man. Jose Aldo, how, how can you leave him out? Him out of the month, much more. It's a, what about yeah, uh, Chris Cyborg? Why, why can't the Brazilian want to have five or six faces? Come on, man. Yeah, oh. we can have a lot of faces. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of mountains cool. here. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, big. That's true. <laughs> what about someone like Cyborg? Yeah. So, kid, well, well, kid, would you? That's a tough one. Cyborg, Nunes, Jose, Vanderlei. It's it's real tough. We need a lot of a lot a lot of mouth work on us here. If 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 there was like a a, a fan expo. Who would have more lines get? Who would have more fans to get her autographed? Amanda Nunes or Chris Cyborg? Cyborg. In Brazil. In Brazil. I think it's Cyborg. Cyborg. Yeah, I, I felt yeah. that. Yeah, I, I felt that way when I when I was down there. I felt Cyborg just had a much bigger connection to um the uh, the Brazilian fans. So. But 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 you were at the UFC Curitiba, right? Yes, we are. Yeah, so it's it's her hometown. There was a mural, remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, remember, remember when we used to travel to shows and we could see each other? <laughs> and every <laughs> like, once in a while we would know, shake each other's hands and maybe even hug each other? Yeah. Before this yeah. pandemic, we were talking about like who wants to go. Uh, was Jose Aldo uh, Cejudo was supposed to be in Sao Paulo, right? Yeah. I was like talking to... I was like, I'll go. Like, I want to go to that fight. I want to go to Brazil. It's going to be me and Guillermo down there, maybe. But then the pandemic happened. Um, do you think Davidson Figueiredo could be the next big thing in Brazil? Yeah, yeah, I think so. He, he's he's a smart guy. You know, he 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 fights phenomenal. He's he's entertaining, and uh, he's he he knows how to 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 play the game. You know, how to promote himself. Uh, so yeah, he. If he continues to 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 do a good, a good job on that on, on on that side as well, I think he's, he he can become a big deal. He has a, a, a an an incredible life story. He does. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Your interview was with him was phenomenal when he was talking about like being a chef, being a mason, being a security guard. Like that's I want to see him bring he his. A, he was a hairdresser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see him go f bring his belts to, and do all of those things. Yeah. So he's an interesting cat. Yeah. And I, I think to, he, uh, he has the, the the potential to be that. I mean, he's nineteen and one. He's yeah, it's incredible. So I think the only knock on him is he just everyone loves Joseph Benavides. Yeah. So no matter who beats him, yeah, you're gonna be yeah. the bad guy. Like if yeah, you had gone the, out the, there, the, the 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 fight. I mean, the performance he had was was unbelievable. unbelievable. It was a perfect. And, uh, it was one. It was like a perfect game. Yeah. He just happened to do it against one of the yeah. most beloved fighters. If, if you if you do that to to anyone else. They would be calling you to be in the top five for pound, pound for pound or yeah. stuff like that. But if, if, you, he, if you do that to be in a video, it's like, oh man. I know. And also, like, because he not what was he knocked up Benavides down three times? 
So it's like he knocks him down and then he gets up and he not, it looks like he was bullying him. Like yeah. if he goes out there and like say this rumored Cody Garbrandt fight happens and he does that to Cody Garbrandt, that's he's yeah. going to be a huge deal because I think Cody is like he has a million Instagram followers and he had, he's like one in three in his last four fights with three knockouts and he's still one of the most popular fighters in the world. So if he does that to Cody, watch yeah. out. But anyway, we've been talking a lot about this case. Do we have any more questions? I think we've only answered two or three. Yeah. I just I just want to see I just I want to see the UFC do a video of him with an interview of Megan O'Leary and but, but why he's like doing her hair. I was just you, I was just you, Gary, but it's gonna be a short interview. But just like, yeah. all right, you're good. <laughs> I'll go down. I got the best hair on MMA yeah, fighting. This is true. You can do my hair. <laughs> all right, I take I take that back. Best hair in MMA media. Oh, hold on, let me get it for this last one. <laughs> this is a good question. <laughs> Question for the panel. Did the UFC handle the Eric Spicely situation correctly? So for those of you who aren't aware, Eric Spicely was released this past weekend. Uh, he did not weigh in weight cut weight management issues heading into the fight. So he didn't even hit the scale. His scheduled fight against uh, was who was he supposed to fight? I can't even remember. Uh, Marcus Perez. Marcus Perez. Yeah. Marcus Perez. That's right. That's right. So uh, that fight fell through. Uh, Eric Spicy was later released, but before he was he was released, he put it out on social media that uh, full disclosure, this was his first fight he took while on antidepressants, uh, which he said he was suffering from like uh, concussions and sunlight hurt his eyes and this and that following his drawn win fight, which was his first fight back in the UFC. I think that was on the the Raleigh card, the North Carolina card, if I can't remember correctly, a little more than a year ago. So. He was later released. A lot of people took issue with that. Eric Spicely kind of took issue with that. You can go read uh, our interview we did. Uh, Stephen Morocco on our site did it where he spoke to Spicely at lengths about this topic. But, uh, Jeremy, to answer the question, did the UFC handle the Eric Spicely situation correctly? They, they, they handled it poorly. It was. Yeah. I mean, you have to imagine that the UFC knew about all this, this, these issues he was going through. And to, to cut him like that, it's... I, w- I would like to say it's surprising, but it's it's sad. You know? But it's not surprising. No, it's not. But well, then you see a fighter like, and I don't know the full details. Ray Borg also fell out, and he's fallen. He's pulled out of many a many fight, yeah. week of fights, day of fights, day of wins, and for all we know, he still has a job. But that is another story. I want both of these men to have their job. People, I'm just people in the on social media are saying, how come this guy gets to keep his job, but this guy can't keep his job? Regardless, but Casey, what are your thoughts? Oh yeah, they handled this horribly. I mean, actually, they didn't even handle this. What, what what did the UFC do other than just go? He couldn't fight, and then they just released him. Has the UFC even said anything publicly, other nope. than like, yeah? So, so UFC, yeah, this is this is a bad situation. And I mean, realistically, he it's not that he didn't make weight. He was actually injured. He's like he actually has a brain injury, a mental illness. Um, depression and it should be treated that way. Not has not he didn't not has oh he he didn't know he had too many he had too many he had too much tiramisu that's why we cut him. No, no, he he's still suffering an injury from a, a fight from a, a loss a year ago. And, and this is important too. And I, I kind of say this over and over a lot with like especially like head trauma. And his loss to win, he wasn't knocked out cold, he wasn't beaten up. It was just if you remember the fight, it was just it was a fight. And he went, he lost was, the decision. They fought, they fought in a phone booth for 15 minutes. Yeah. But you, but, but you watch those fights because we, we get, we see these big knockouts and we, we think, oh, that's the issue. That's the thing. It's actually these long fights, these 15 minute fights where they get hit a lot in the head. That's where you get the really, the bad head trauma. That's why it, yeah, as you spar too much because you don't get knocked out in sparring. You just get hit in the head a lot. So um, I wish the UFC treated this as an injury rather than a guy that just, didn't know, like I said, had too much dessert and couldn't make weight. So, um, this is this isn't good, and um, maybe we don't know all the details, but um, yeah. details we do know, not good. Yeah, no. And we've seen fighters like TJ Grant and uh, who was the uh, Chris Holdsworth who got concussions. They've never fought again. So, yeah, I know Eric Eric Spicely is a little bit of a Renaissance man. He is uh, low key. For any of you who don't know, he is a phenomenal skateboarder. You can go find all of his old like hype videos. He's a he also does professional wrestling, so yes. <laughs> uh, he has other pa- avenues of income. But if he wants, he said he loves fighting, and if he is suffering from brain trauma, the UFC handled this poorly. And full disclosure, uh, people in Rhode Island, where I'm from, are a little upset 
because he was one of the few fighters that represented our state. Actually, he's the only UFC fighter that represented our state. So we are now one less fighter uh, down. And I know a lot of people in my state look up to him in the jujitsu world as a mentor. So a little bit of a bummer all around in the situation. Yeah. Esther Lynn from the site. Cody actually has 2.3 million followers on Instagram. <laughs> so my mistake, I was 1.3 million off <laughs> on his Instagram followers. So, so close. Wow, I, I undersold. I was like, yeah, he has like a million. That's a lot. Like I, that was such an undersold. I undersold his following by more than a million. That's unreal. Um, that unreal. Uh, I want to go real quickly. I want to answer this real quickly. Then we'll go to uh, a bunch of comments we got earlier. Hold on. Just because I haven't heard his name in a while. Right. Will Dubronx get a title shot? And I, I'm not even going to try and pronounce this YouTube commenter's name. Uh, I apologize. So I don't think so, but Guillermo, what do you do with du uh, Charles Dubronx Oliveira next? Uh, right now, he's not getting a title shot, but one day, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really don't know what, 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 what UFC has in plans for him. Uh, I, I, I came back from, from a short vacation yesterday, so I just sent text to a ton of people. Getting, trying, trying to get updates, get some news. And I texted Charles Oliveira yesterday. Uh, he said that UFC was trying to, to give him a fight on, on Fight Islands uh, next month, uh, last month. But uh, someone that they, they offered the five wasn't willing to take it. He wouldn't say who. So he's still waiting. He doesn't know where he's fighting. So who knows, man? I, I really don't know what the UFC is going to do with him. He's on a, he's on a roll. He's on a, I think he won seven in a row now. Something so like he, he most deserves in, most submissions in UFC history. Yeah. Seven on rope to seven finishes. It's, just, it's insane. He he deserves someone in the in the in the in the in the top, but is he getting? I I don't know. He so honestly we, des he deserves someone in the top five. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The problem is the top five has so many people that are looking for like these like so Habib is gonna fight Justin Gaethje. And then you got Connor, who's supposedly retired. Tony Ferguson wants to fight, and Dustin Poirier wants to fight. I think that's the top five right there. And I think Poirier and Ferguson should fight. Connor's retired; he's out of the equation. And the top two fighters uh, are right there for a title shot. So I don't know who you match him up with. Paul Felder's supposedly retired, but they already fought, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, fight again, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Who do you give him? Dan Hooker? Like Dan Hooker? That would be a fun fight. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, yeah. I just. I think Dubronx is actually like he's a low-key UFC Hall of Famer. We just don't know it yet. Yeah. How, how old is he? He's like twenty. It's twenty-five or something. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like he's at like really? he's yeah. he's had like almost I don't know how many fights, almost over like fifteen fights in the UFC, and he's only like twenty-five, yeah. twenty-six. It's insane. And, like he's and like he in his prime. He has the most submission wins in the history of the UFC, and I think he's like on the shortlist for most stoppage wins in general. That's what I mean. He's a, he, this guy's a Hall of Famer. Like, it's just, yeah. yeah he's like, a Brazilian Donna. He's like the the Brazilian Donna Donna Cerrone, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> fight whoever. Like, yeah. who did he fight? He fought Jared Gordon, and then he yeah. fought. Oh, who he fought in, the, in the in the first round in Sao Paulo. Yeah, he fights like Jim Miller in Milwaukee, and then he fights. Uh, he, he like has a random rubber match with Nick Lentz, and then he fights Jared Gordon, and now he's like, all right, who do you want me to fight now? Like I'm looking at the rankings right here. The top five is I don't he's not getting anyone in the top five. Uh, Dan Hooker is right above him. Felder's below him, retired. Diego Ferreira is sitting right there. Like I'll watch him fight. I don't know Makachev, Gillespie. Darius, Dober, like that's the rest of the rankings, right? Kevin Lee, like they already just fought. Like, I don't know. Felder seems seems good to me. I mean, not Felder. Hooker seems good to me. When I when I spoke with his coach, uh, as I say, two months ago, something like that, and I and I was trying to 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 understand what they what they wanted next for him, and uh, he mentioned that he wanted main events. He wants to headline a card after this big win of Kevin Lee, and. But there wasn't a lot of options available for him, so he mentioned that he was interested in maybe Makachev. So, oh my God, I would but, love but that, that was fight. like two months ago. Yeah, so I had I no idea what I want that right now. I want that fight. That's the fight I want. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, that fight is. All. I think because Makachev has fought in good guys, but he hasn't fought the elite yet. And uh, I man, make that fight. I don't care about the hooker fight anymore. Makachev versus Charles Oliveira <laughs> is the fight I want. My, uh, yeah, he's just he's just the most. 
under I think he's the most underrated, definitely the most underrated as far as the fans, lightweight out there. But also, I want to blame the UFC a little bit on this. I mean, we work in MMA, and I've seen Charles Oliveira fight probably 15 times live, and yet I know zero about him. I honestly know, I, other than he wears glasses, he, he, I mean, that's all do I really, you think? I don't do know anything think? about him. That, that, and I think that really hurts him as far as like a push to get him anything. If, if do, you think the fact, do you think the fact that he doesn't speak English plays a factor? Oh, it, and learn yeah. the enemy's language? What are you talking about? All right. <laughs> I know the answer. Is, I know the answer is yes, but I just wanted to hear you say it. Because yeah, if, if you can't, if you can't connect with a fighter, you're like you can appreciate him. Like you, you yourself said, you, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a low key Hall of Famer. You just don't know anything about him because you can't connect with him. You can't communicate with him. Yeah. Which I'm not. Which is not a problem because if he do, if he doesn't want to learn English, he doesn't want to learn English. Uh, but I think that 100 percent that's the answer right there. It, it, like, unless you're Jose Aldo, who just happens to be the greatest featherweight who ever lived and puts on spectacular performances. Like if Charles Oliveira becomes champion, like Figueredo, and then he, he keeps rattling off wins, then he'll be a big deal. But he has to get there first. All right. Do, do, do. Next question. Do, do, do. Oh, did, we, did, we, did we already answer this? All right. I can go to this one. Uh, another one from Kiwi underscore MMAAZ. Mark on Twitter. With the recent losses for Macy Barber, Edmund Shabazian, Johnny Walker, and Hernandez, is it time we slow the roll up for up-and-coming prospects such as Hazmat, Jiri, and O'Malley and let them build their way up slowly uh, up with less media? Uh, no. No. Definitely uh, not. I don't even think these guys were like all of these guys that got these that are quote unquote getting shot up the rankings are winning violently over really high level opponents. Like Macy Barber was undefeated, got a bunch of wins at flyaway, stoppage wins, which yeah. everyone talks about like the women's women's don't get stopped, women divisions don't get stoppage. Macy Barber was getting stoppage wins. And she was like, hate her or love her. She was trying to be that villain that the flyweight division, quote unquote, needed. Everyone goes, oh, you need characters. We had Hurricane Helms on the show. And he was like, there's no characters in MMA anymore. No one wants to talk. Macy Barber and Roxanne Modafari, I've said this before, had more numbers outside of the main event between Conor McGregor back in Conor McGregor and Cowboy. Those two dominated the YouTube numbers. So I think she deserved that fight. Derek Brunson himself said Edmund Shabazzian deserve that fight johnny walker was coming what off like three sub minute knockouts oh. before he before he lost over over tough dudes too not, oh, not yeah. tough. and then alexander hernandez first ever win in the ufc was a not first or knockout over benil darius so it's not like he doesn't des- they don't deserve these fights all the of, of all those names from the first part of this question i think alex hernandez was the only one that got pushed too fast um because he alex hernandez was a late notice replacement and honestly, I think if Darius and Hernandez um, rematched, I would ran pick, ran it back. I would, I would definitely pick uh, Darius. I just think uh, Darius just didn't know who was in front of him, and you know those things. I, I would say the same thing about Johnny Walker, though, because I mean, if Johnny Walker runs it back with Serkinov, uh, I think that's not going to be a fir- like a first round flying knee knockout again. No. Yeah, but I, but I still think Johnny, Walker, I, I still think Johnny Walker is a very sorry, very competitive, oh, very good fighter. All of these guys are like has. Yeah. Ha- was it hazmat i think he's not fought in a legit welterweight yet at welterweight i think all of the i get i get i know what you're gonna say case we've talked about this a million mm-hmm. times i think jerry prohaska and o'malley i don't think jerry prohaska is even a prospect he's anymore. not a prospect he has like nah, 30 yeah. something fights i think if he wants to face anyone in the top five he's got to put his hands up can't do that against like like vault like can't fight like he fought against vulcan against dominic reyes mm-hmm. o'malley is getting built up and hazmat doesn't have his next fight but guillermo your thoughts I disagree. <laughs> I, I, I agree exactly with, with, with what you said. You're 100%. They, they deserve that. They, they got the wins. It wasn't like they, they got in the UFC and the first fight was, I guess, a top five. No, they, 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 had, they all had great wins until they lost. It's, yeah. it's part of the game. It happens. Yeah. I think people just re- like, I think they got into the UFC at a very young age, especially Macy and Edmund, and they both wanted to be the first youngest champion ever. And they looked spectacular. And then once you lose, they're not even 30 yet. And people are like, got to change camps. They're not good. And, but that's just MMA. Yeah. Like yeah. when Anderson Silva lost to Chris Weidman, they were like, was Anderson Silva really a good fighter? I'm like, yeah, he's <laughs> the greatest fighter ever. Uh, but <laughs> MMA, is, MMA is a very 
Like, Felice, like we had this conversation with Felice about Felicia Spencer. Like, oh, did we stunt the girl to Felicia Spencer? Who did she lose to? Amanda Nunes and Chris Cyborg are her only losses. The greatest fight, female fighters, the two greatest fighters in the history of women's MMA are her only losses. And you think we stunted her growth? Uh, I think Hazmat is the only one I am still have questions over. I think Jerry is legit and O'Malley is legit. I just want to see Hazmat Shemaya fight a actual welterweight. I don't have a problem with him fighting anyone in the top, top 15 whatsoever. I, just, I would like to see him fight uh, a, a high-level fighter, though. Yeah, all, the, all this talks about him fighting Usman already. Right come on, man. It's just, yeah. It's, it's slow down. Slow down. Come on. Like, give him, <laughs> he has, like, he, 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 he's, he's a UFC fighter for 10 days. Just yeah. calm down a little bit. Yeah. yeah like, don't, like, if they want to give him 50, like, if they want to match him against Donald Cerrone, it's going to go one of two ways. We're either going to get the Darren Till treatment or the Leon Edwards treatment, or we're going to get the Alexander Hernandez treatment. And yeah. Donald Cerrone has been in that position where you give him Leon Edwards or Darren Till. Darren Till sparked him. Leon Edwards cooked him up for 25 minutes. And then he just beat the soul out of Alexander Hernandez in Brooklyn. So we're going to get one of those two. I like the Cerrone fight if that fight does happen. I know Cerrone will, Cerrone will fight anyone. Uh, but I would like to see Hasman fight an actual welterweight in the top 15 before I throw my name in the hat for his uh, contendership. All right. Sarah Kaufman. What is the best flavor of Otter Pop? So, former A-side <laughs> co-host, Sarah Kaufman. I believe this is directed at E. Casey Lydon. What is the best flavor of Otter Pop? Uh, let me see. Well, okay, for and reminder. Why, and, why is it, and why is it blue? So, here we go. On the screen here, we have all the flavors. Oh, Guillermo, do you know what Otter Pop is? I are? have no idea what that is. <laughs> did, 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 you see the, did you see the advertisement? What, you were in yeah. Abu Dhabi. You didn't have an Otter Pop? Yeah, yeah no, no. I saw, no. I, I, what? I, I saw that on the, on, the, on the cage, but I, I had no idea what, what that is. So they are a frozen popsicle that comes in packs of a million. So you have to buy a minimum of a million in a box. Uh, if you can get through the plastic wrapping without cutting your mouth open, you're going to have a delicious time ahead of you. I think the blue flavor is the best, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Louis, Louis Blue Raspberry, without a doubt, is the best. Uh, you got to go with Louis Blue. Casey said Casey, some people are only listening to this. Show, tell, tell them what's on the screen. <clears throat> so I'm going to go through all the flavors for our, our podcast <laughs> listeners. Louis, Louis, um, oh we have God. Sir Isaac Lime, Strawberry uh -huh. Short Kook, Louis Blue Raspberry, Little Orphan Orange, Georgia O'Peach, uh, Horatio Pineapple, Alexander the Grape. Get it? That's okay. <laughs> Great name. Carl, there's a chocolate one. I don't know. Disgusting. Carl, Carl Gustav Fudge. Okay, there's a fudge. Okay, I don't know. No, that's not fudge. Willie Watermelon. Cherry Guevara. That one is That one is so funny. And then Tangerine Otter. The blue. Is that more of a popsicle or more of a an ice cream? It's a popsicle. They're all popsicles. They're all. Yeah, I'm not sure how you have fudge popsicles, but let's see. Anyway, the answer is blue. Yeah, and right. I will not take I will not take any slander against Louis Blue Raspberry. Gui, what, what, what are you picking? I have no idea. Come on, man. Uh, I will go with uh, Alexander the Grape because that, that's a great name. <laughs> it is. It's a grape name. I like where you're yeah, it's a great like name. <laughs> All right, Sarah Coffin, I hope you answered your question. What a weirdo question. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> we get the weird. We get the weirdest fans. Jeez, go home, go home loser. <laughs> we love Sarah. From nine one six Sam Harris on Twitter. Who do you? What do you think will happen to the winner of Lewis Olenek? And who do you think will win the fight? Uh, Guillerme, where there's a big fight between Derek Lewis and Alexi Olenek, heavyweight tilt main event now this upcoming Saturday. Who wins? And what? Where do they go from there? I think uh, I think I'm going with uh, Olenik in this fight. He's, really? Yeah. Uh, against Verdun, I I watching live. I haven't rewatched it. The, the that fight, I think Verdun won, but it was close. It was uh, I'm fine with uh, Olenik winning, but uh, it's 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 five rounds, and I I don't I'm not sure how how Derek Lewis is gonna. Doing in, in five rounds if if he goes five rounds, you know, that's a, that's that's one of the fights. If Derek Lewis catches him early, it's it's over. Like he had, in the, I think it was a Curtis Blades fight, and he mm -hmm. just he just got knocked out in, in seconds. But uh, yeah, 
you, you have I no, think it's that way. You have Casey, no, quickly. You have no faith in exhausted um, 24 minutes into a fight Derek Lewis power? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't care who wins this. I just hope it goes five rounds. I, ho- I hope it goes at least four <laughs> rounds. And I hope, I, hope, I hope all the real action doesn't start till they're completely gassed in the fifth round in that little tiny baby crib of a cage, which they're, 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 they're going to look like just two, two, just two like little, just two little like kids in a small cage just going at it exhausted. Derek, I, just, I just can't wait. Derek Lewis has made it out of three rounds twice. He's one and one. Like he got sparked by, uh, was it Mark Hunt? And then who did he beat? He was, I think it was that. Yeah, he was very yeah, he was in the a, fight he had too. that back injury and then he beat uh Shamil and I'm not I can't remember his la- how to pronounce his last name. He beat him in the fourth round in Albany. So, he's gone through five he's gone to four rounds four and he's one and one. Can he make it two and one? You don't yeah. know. But I'm pick I'm picking Derek Lewis and I want him to fight Curtis Blades after that. All right. So so uh, so Gui, you think you think you think Olenek is going to get the submission or is he going to just kind of <sighs> I don't know. Go go a decision. You think, you think it's a small cage, right? Yep, it is a small cage. Yeah, I think it. It's being in a small cage it favors him to to, to get fight to the the fight to the ground. No, get him against the cage. No, take him down. And five rounds is a lot of time. It's, it's it so is on the ground. So you start every round Alex- standing up, bro. Alexi Olenek, <laughs> I think, came in at like two hundred and twenty-five pounds against Verdum, and Derek Lewis like cuts down it. Like he might have a forty-pound difference in there. That's, uh, a, that's a solid. That's a healthy forty pounds. Yeah, that's solid. Yeah, dude. that's like kicking yeah. a bag of soup over and over and over. So, <laughs> uh, so. And, and, and 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 as far as what's that for him, I think if 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 Olympics wins, I would match him up against uh, Sakai if he beats uh, Overing. Yeah, I like those two. I like all those matchups. Yeah, I think the win. Yeah, the winner of Sakai Overing. That makes sense. Yeah, I like it. Well, because he already lost. He already lost Overing, right? I think so. Yeah, they did. Or they like, matched if, up. If, if Sakai wins, I would do that five because because yeah, yeah. that would, yeah. or maybe the 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 rematch, you know? Yeah. Who knows? From a lot of Bobby, not, at, not a lot of options in the in the division right from, now. From at Bobby Atkins on Twitter. Sorry for your loss, Jose. Thank you. Lost my grandmother in May. Thank you for the continued content during the pandemic. Quick question: Does Michael Chandler join the UFC regardless of outcome on Friday? Well, first of all, thank you. Uh, for the condolences, yes, my grandfather passed away. Uh, shout out to my mom who lost her brother and her father in the span of one month. Uh, that is just absolutely brutal. I had, so thank you for the kind words. But to answer the question, does Chandler join the UFC regardless of the outcome on Friday? Set the scene. He is rematching Benson Henderson, noted comic book fan, even though his favorite comic book character is Shatterstar, which is just a terrible answer. And then his second favorite is Cable, which is a worst answer. But regardless of that... <laughs> Uh, Guillerme, uh, will Michael Chandler join the UFC regardless of what happens on Friday? I think if he wins, there's a good chance he joins the UFC. I, I, I'd say it's highly likely. But if, if he loses, it depends on how much the UFC is, is willing to offer him and how much is he's willing to, to get a pay cut to leave Bellator to UFC, if, assuming he gets a, uh, a cut in pay uh, coming off a loss. So it depends on how what 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 he's 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 up to if he loses you know if he yeah. wins i think it's yeah the ufc is, is, is gonna grab him but it's would it's, you, to, it's, it's it's down to money i, I think if he loses who would you want to if he does jump to the ufc who do you think is a good fight for him right away because michael chandler is not going to fight someone outside i think he's a top 10 lightweight yeah. right out of the gate so yeah. like we're looking for a fight for Charles Oliveira. Yeah, why not Michael Chandler? I was gonna say that. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. let them, or you could have Don Cerrone drop down and give him the Eddie Alvarez treatment, where Eddie Alvarez's UFC debut is against Don Cerrone. Uh, Dan Hooker's obviously there. Maybe Felder wants to come out of time and main event against Chandler. Like Michael Chandler versus anybody any, in the top fifteen, I'm hundred percent in. But Charles Oliveira wants to fight. Don Cerrone supposedly has a fight lined up already, so he might be out of the picture. Uh, but I like Cerrone or Oliveira right out of the gate. Yeah, and all those or, great. Maybe, maybe maybe Dan Hooker, but I think yeah, those those options are better. Any of those guys. I mean, he's an he's an amazing fighter, and yeah. I really want. And if he does sign, stay in Bellator, there's still a lot of great fights. I, I would love to see him rematch Pitbull. Uh, yeah, either one of those guys. So uh, there's still great fights for him at Bellator, but there's just new, fresher fights. I'd rather see him fight in the UFC. But whatever he does, uh, I'll still watch him fight. Yeah, I, I am a big fan of Michael Chandler. So um, I think I think a lot of it depends on. 
Um, not if he wins, but how he wins too. If if if, yeah. if he just smokes Ben Henderson, then maybe the maybe his is, is this his last fight under his contract? Is this? I, I've, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So I think if he smokes Ben Henderson, then um, really, it's, I think it's, it's who's going to pay more. Um, Bellator to re-sign him and to fight rematch Pitbull for the title or UFC. It's just um, no, he's not because Pitbull's lot tied up in the featherweight Grand Prix. So he's not going to be defending the no, no, mm. no, no. According to when we were at Bellator's media day, Ed Soros told me that he's he's not going to defend the lightweight until he's done with the Grand Prix. Mm, I want. I kind of wonder if the pandemic changed anything, but we'll see. Maybe. Yeah, that's a good. It is a good point. That was yeah, pre-pandemic. Uh, so fights are good. I but he has to get through Pedro Carvalho first, which yeah. is not. He's, which yeah. if you haven't, go read Guillermo's piece where they interviewed each other. That's I love when Guillermo does that. So. Uh, Pitbull interviewed Pedro Carvalho and vice versa. So go read that. Anyway, plug. All right. It's uh, next question. I know we ran over a little. We're running over a little time. Yeah, but we'll, we can't. we'll fly we through these. Order. We'll fly through these. This now. is his debut. Yeah. Yes. It's a special day. <laughs> <laughs> From at it Isaiah T. Chiaki on Twitter. Why can't you fight high? <laughs> Casey, I'm sure you heard Tim Elliott got popped again or popped for. Uh, <laughs> So well, that's, that's Casey's answer is boo. Guillermo, why can't we fight high? I echo that. Yeah. Yeah. I have, it's, it's, yeah. It, I don't know if we should be able to fight high, but you shouldn't be ban- suspending yeah. and banning people from marijuana. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, you, you, don't you can be fight baked out of your, I don't care. Sure. Don't be yeah. baked out of your mind when you're walking to the octagon. Like, have some clarity because you're about to get in a fist fight. Uh, but I still think you shouldn't be suspended. I think we're all in agreement. Stop testing for weed out of competition and stuff. Yeah. It's like, I mean, as long as you can pass a basic sobriety test, because th- I'm pretty sure you can fight drunk. <laughs> like it's like that's technically that's not against the rules, too. But like for some reason, if you if you had a couple of weed gummies last week and you're going to fight next Saturday, you no, know, this Saturday, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're all you. That's I, just stupid. So um, I there should be a level of being yeah. able to, in competition. So um, yeah, that's just dumb. Um. Unless, unless they saw Tim Elliott just just chowing down Otter Pops backstage, you're like, oh, that guy's stoned. Uh, <laughs> chowing down on the fudge ones? Oh, this guy has to. <laughs> who eats at, the fudge Otter Pops? <laughs> from Derek Lombardo on Twitter, one of my former fry cook line, linemen at McCoy Stadium out, out in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Jose, big fan. No, you're not. When Trevor Bauer struck out Grayson Griner over the weekend, he taunted the batter with a McGregor strut. What's another fighter's signature celebration you'd like to see replicated in another sport as a time? Well, Trevor Bauer is another level of human being. I'm sure neither of you guys know who he is. But that guy is a <laughs> lunatic. No um, idea. He's a baseball player who's a crazy man. He likes to. Well, he got taken out of a game, and instead of handing the ball to his co- his coach, he threw the ball over the outfield. He threw the ball like 400 yards in a fit of rage. Uh, not 400 yards, like 400 feet. That would be insane if you do 400 yards. Um, uh, so uh, he did the strut. What's another fighter's signature celebration you'd like to see replicated in other sports as a taunt? Guy, I'll start with you. Oh, he's, uh, in, he's thinking. Casey? I, no, I, 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 I will have uh, a classic one. Cheetos cheese. Yeah, I think that seems to be the one everyone. Can, can, you re- can, you, can you replicate it from your seat right there? No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Casey, um, I always love the Josh Barnett. You know the the throat slash. Uh, I can't think of too many. Other, how many? How many other? How many? How many uh, ones are there's there? There's a few that I. There's a few that I think would be hilarious. Like if a pitcher struck out a batter and then did a backflip off the dugout like Justin Gaethje. I think that would be <laughs> for hilarious. every strikeout. <laughs> yeah. Or like if someone gets a touchdown and while they're running they do the John Dotson backflip off the the goalpost. The, uh, yeah. yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. How about who who should do the Mighty Mouse celebration? I came in. You know uh, Jose, old... Al, Jose, Al, Jose Altuve, probably. Yeah, that'd be cute. He's tiny when he's not hit listening to uh, uh, trash cans getting punched. Hey, 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 hey. Hey what? Hey, hey what? Hey, hey what? Too soon. No, it's not. It's a new baseball season. They did it. Hey, Casey, did they get in trouble? <laughs> no, they're fair game. <laughs> champs. Tell Still me what champs. their punishment was, Casey. Tell me what their punishment was. Uh, they get lots of mean tweets now. Oh, okay. You still get paid though? Paid millions. And then none of them got. Wait, you're mean to tell me they still get paid and no one got suspended? Get yeah, but, but but their social medias, man, that that's priceless. Yeah, I mean, but they, you have no idea what we're talking about, do you? No idea. 
Yeah. So a baseball team cheated and won a championship and they didn't get in trouble. End of story. And Casey also I, happens yeah, to like the, the statistics show that it, it made no difference. So next time okay. you interview Derek Lewis, you should ask him about it. He gets real heated when you bring it up. Let's talk about the Rockets. They're unbelievable. James Harden, shout out to the former Sun Devil. Uh, so I want to see the Justin Gaethje taunt, the Dodson taunt, the Mighty Mouse taunt. There's not a lot. That's not a whole yeah. lot. Hmm. There's like, I don't know. There's not a whole lot of signature ones anymore. Yeah, man. I feel like that. Yeah. That's too bad. <laughs> Rampage Howl. Rampage Howl. Yeah. The Chocolate Owl Ice Man. I mean, I guess Glover Teixeira still kind of does that. Oh, no. What about um, if someone. So, like, when I dunked on AK Lee, like, when that actually that happened in real life, when I when Sam Rockwell alley it to me and I dunked on AK Lee, I did the no time because I had no time for AK. Like, Vulcan Ozdemir. So, I think that's a really good one because that happened in real yeah. life. Don't forget <sighs> it. <laughs> we can't do this in pandemic era, but I like someone do the Josie Auto. As soon as someone hits a home well, run, they yeah. run around the bases, but then they go, they go right into the crowd. Too. <laughs> that happens in soccer sometimes in Brazil. Really? The, 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 they actually go into the crowd, not just like in the yeah. barrier. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Good on them. Oh, um, yeah. We got um, uh, Esther Lynn. The- <laughs> Yeah, 100%. I think everyone should do that with everything. Get a single, just point and dance in baseball. Go for it. Hit a a free throw, just start dancing. I love it. 10 out of 10. (laughs) Real quick question for you guys. Who's your favorite? Let me see put this politely. Not great fighter, but man, you just love watching them fight. (laughs) Betchko Hay is my... She's not a she's not the greatest fire fighter, but man. I'm hey. I'm just the biggest fan of who she is because I just don't get yeah, it's it. It's always fun. Yeah. yeah, it's always fun. Do you have, do you have one of those fighters, Gui? Like it doesn't matter if they win or lose. You just you just love the I don't know just everything about them. Yeah, off the top of my head, it's 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 hard to think about. It. <laughs> but yeah, Batch Cohe is definitely a yeah. good option. Yeah. I'd have to agree with that. All I'd right. Okay, we're out of hours. Oh man, look at these. We got, we got we're ben out of hours. Ben Rothwell dance. No, Ben Rothwell laugh. He, he mem- he, oh, his laugh and dance. Oh, I remember he knocked an over him in uh, Connecticut, mm-hmm. and then he danced around in that tiny octagon. Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> Shevchenko's victory dance. Oh, I don't think anyone can pull that off. Honestly, no. that's just like another level of. No, when when Harden yeah. drops his three, you know, he just does this. Right. <laughs> yeah, but see, because he'll have time to do it because every three he every three he hits, he falls over and he gets another shot. Uh, Insider basketball, rockets all day. See, now you're just pulling up Houston <laughs> things. Hey, I can I, I, I control the, I control what goes on the screen. <laughs> the rockets uh, are great. They still got to win. Yeah, Westbrook is cool. You know that I think they have the smallest starting five. I think their tallest player is like six seven, which I think is hilarious. They're still great though. Is that it? You got any more yeah, questions? It's, it's just about the Astros and Rockets now. Okay. Are they saying like why are the Rockets? <laughs> they're saying so- why they're so awesome. Casey, guy, you're handsome. Um, I like that Gui guy. Um, nice <sighs> hair, this? Jose. Yeah, that's all. That's all the comments are right now. Well, one of two of those things are accurate. The other ones are not. <laughs> anyway, yeah. you guys know the drill. Garamay, you are the guest of honor. Congratulations on seven years. And MMA fighting. I hope we get 700 more. So, yes. but the floor is yours to plug, talk, say whatever you want, my man. I don't have a promo. I just like to thank this fantastic team for having me for seven years. Hope to stay here for more 700 years. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a crystal guy, but uh, my wife is. So I, I, I brought all the her, her, her crystals to show is you. There any, is there any pyrite in there? I have no idea the, the, the names, wow. what, what, what this is. I have no idea what this is, but that's a lot of crystals here. So she's on Team Crystal. Added to yeah, the list. she is. Official, she is. Not, a, not, not an unofficial member. She is an official Team Crystal. Jessica, if you're yes. watching, see if you can ID those and tell us what they do. Yeah. Uh, and then we can get back to you. Awesome. Guillermo needs to know. A lot, a lot of callers. Yeah. Oh, Crystal, Crystal Jessica's on a bad streak. Did you, did you see how her picks went yeah. for for didn't do great. Did not do great. <laughs> anyway, uh, she also says uh, that she wants to nominate Brian Kelleher or Jairzinho as the new official Captain Crystals, given the light of certain things that have come out. Yeah. 
anyway, we'll talk about that another time. But Casey, what do you got to say? No, uh, thanks for watching, everybody, and um, be safe and have a great rest of the weekend. Enjoy and enjoy the uh, the slugfest of heavyweights this Saturday, right. well, and also the, Bell- that, the Bellator card, the Bellator card kind of rules. So we have Friday and Saturday fights. So um, yeah. And before that, and rising. Oh yeah, and rising. rising. Thank you. Yeah. And before all that, we got the Contender Series tonight. I'll oh, be yeah. on the scene. You can watch all of our post-fight scrums. I know we're one fight down, so I think there's four fights or something like that. There's four or five total fights. So I'm sure Dana White will talk uh, and all that. So stick around for that. I'm driving back to Arizona tomorrow. I won't be at Vegas next week. but So I'll be back in normal time on the A-side live chat. I think we're going to have Alex Savage back. Uh, next weekend, cool, cool Alex, Alex, as we like to call cool it. Alex. Uh, we had a few, uh, we had a few people tweet us saying, "Oh, when's Cool Alex gonna come back?" Like, I'm not making that up. I'm not saying they're actually saying when is quote yeah. Cool Alex coming back. So, sorry, AK Lee, I dunked on you so hard, you no longer are cool. Anyway, we'll be back next Wednesday. Find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, all that. Gee, will 100 be back in the future? We're out. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.